On this podcast, we talk to thought leaders about feminine and masculine energy and how it shows up in our business, our parenting, and especially our relationships. We'll dig deep on any and all topics under the sun. Grab a coffee and buckle up. This is the She's the Owner podcast. Hey everyone, it's Kara with the She's the Owner podcast and we are on episode 73, I believe. Don't quote me, I might be off by one, but it is what it is. Um, and we're, we're back to sort of interviewing others. I know there's been a couple of episodes with just me, which is fun, but I also love to interview other people. So today we have, do you prefer Jacqueline or Jack? So, I mean, everyone calls me Jack, but so let's go with Jack for today. Okay. For, for, so for Jack, Jack Relke. So she is a uh, young and hungry, ambitious. Uh, I don't like saying boss, babe. It's too, I don't know. It feels cheesy <laughs> to say that, but it is what it is. But, um, and so her and I connected through Instagram actually. And um, so we're just going to have a really organic chat and she's, you know, I'll let her kind of tell, talk, tell her story. Um, but you read her bio it's, you've done some shit. Like, at yeah, the it's, it's, it's serious. I always yeah. say I've had, a, I've had the life learning, like life learnings in a short four years. So yeah. it has been a roller coaster to say the least. That's awesome. So, and, and the reason that I wanted to have her on, I think in particular, because she's so open about how in her masculine she is. And I think that's mm-hmm. really fascinating because you're in your, your early twenties, you've done a whole bunch of stuff. But I think it's a really important conversation to have with our young women who are ambitious entrepreneurs and what that looks like in 20 years if we don't start to balance some of that. Because I was you. I was hungry. I was, you know, I mean, I definitely wasn't as accomplished. I had a kid, I, almost two kids by your age, to be honest, but wow. still very hungry. And I didn't know how to turn that side of myself off. And then I threw, you throw in motherhood and that's that's masculine energy times a million. And it's so counterintuitive on what we've been taught. But if you're mm-hmm. not in charge as a mom, your kids die. Like it's that black yeah. and white. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it. Go play. In the, like they're done. Right. Yeah. So, um, I, I really hope to have a beautiful organic conversation with you. I know it's going to be amazing. So tell us a little bit about where, you know, how you got to where you're at. Um, she's yeah. in New York, but also from Toronto. So she's repping both sides. It's amazing. Yeah. So it has been such an amazing four years. So it's pretty crazy to think that my career only started four years ago. Um, but I actually started very un- uh, unconventional. So I started working in capital markets on the trading floor, which is as male dominated as an industry can get. So I didn't even graduate from university yet. And I was so hungry to work in the structured products group on the trading floor that I literally was in Toronto networking as much as I could to get this job. I won them over, even though I didn't have the five years of work experience, the MBA, the CFA that they had in their job requirements, but I was hungry. I was ambitious. So they said, you know what, let's give her a shot. So I literally had to tell my professors, see you later. I got a job. I'll see you for finals when I get my 51% just to get like the check mark to say I passed the course. Um, but I, I started very unconventionally. So I was thrown in and this was not an introductory position. So again, immediately thrown into the masculine, you know, environment of the trading floor where it is like 50 men to one woman. So being a young, hungry woman is very difficult in terms of asserting yourself and your dominance and your self-worth. You need to be seen as superwoman with no emotions and absolutely like that's a fine masculine energy in order for you to be taken seriously. So 
you know, I say I'm 90% masculine only mm. because I was literally breeded like that through working on the trading floor. So thrown in, you know, literally sink or swim. They gave me a third of Canada to cover at the age of 21. I was literally planes, trains, and automobiles. My boyfriend's dad called me PTA because I was constantly on one. So I was living out of a suitcase. I was given a half a billion dollar book of business to manage at 21 and literally full autonomy. They just said, okay, go. On my first week, I was on a plane to Calgary to to pitch to people that I didn't even know the ins and outs of the product. So it was sink or swim for sure. Um, was it easy? No. I mean, did I experience burnout? Did I experience exhaustion? Did I experience weight fluctuations and emotional mental exhaustion? A hundred percent. Because when you're in that trading floor environment where when you're a junior, you're first in and you're last out, that's not an exception. When you're not with a client, you're on the trading floor. It's a very, very rigid environment and you have to be that type A structured person to thrive in it. So luckily, I always have been that way. So it was, you know, a very successful journey for me so early on. But it was really interesting because you had to bring like this entrepreneurial spirit to be successful as a young, ambitious woman on the trading floor. So I went in and, you know, things seemed to get very stagnant and very bureaucratic within a bank. And Mm. when I came into this program and into this group, it was... It was successful, obviously, but it was being done the way it was always done. And when I started talking to clients and getting to know them, they were like, you know what? These aren't really relevant for what we actually need. If you guys did X, Y, and Z, I would be selling a million and one. So I actually, you know, that was probably the first mark where I really started interjecting like that that entrepreneurial side of myself was I went and said, we need to revamp this program if we want to hit our goal of a billion dollars of sales this year. Within my first year, we revamped and surpassed that billion of billion dollars because we were actually listening to what our clients mm. wanted. So that was like the first learning where I was like, you know what? This is sales. This is literally me and my masculine. But at the same time, like you can't do things just because they've always been done that way. Like we need to well, think a little bit differently. And I'm going to hop in there. Like when you talk about, because I, our, our careers actually started similarly ish, but I was in, I was in advertising. And so I was doing, like it was, it was one woman to 50 guys and I was around your age and I walk in and I was out selling everybody and Mm -hmm. they're like, who the hell is this young chippy? She thinks she knows everything. I had a kid and I was a single mom. Like, but here's, what's interesting is that, and and this is a bit off of of where we go, but that's how the show is. Um, When you sell in your feminine, i.e. you're listening to what your client needs you are Mm -hmm. outrageously more successful than if you did the opposite and I find that that's you know when women come into and I will never work in a corporate environment again I will always be an I am an entrepreneur it's in my DNA and I fought that for probably most of my 20s but ladies who are listening you know part my mantra is I help you rediscover your feminine energy and still crush it in business but that's how you crush it in business is by Mm -hmm. dipping into that feminine and listening and men they're hunters right they want to shove it down your throat whatever they think you need and women intuitively we stop and say hold on a second like this client doesn't actually need what the fuck I'm trying to sell them 
Why am I yeah. trying to tell it to them? And so, yeah. but then there's that whole dichotomy of the man gets a bit, not a bit, they get very intimidated. Well, why can she outsell me? Well, because in my feminine, truly in my mm-hmm. heart, I'm listening to what the client wants. I worked for an SEO company and every time I talked to a client, my job was to get clients back who were about to walk out. And yeah. literally it was, all it was, was sitting down with them and saying, what do you need? Well, first mm-hmm. of all, we've never seen our rep in the two years we've been a client. I'm like, holy yeah. shit. But like, it's that piece. So even though you, you know, you are in a dominant masculine energy, dominant environment, you still, without mm-hmm. maybe even realizing it, you were dipping into your feminine and listening. hundred percent. It's so important. I completely agree. Like I always say sales is not sales. Sales is authentic connection. Yeah. If you are not able to connect with the individual understand their struggles, actually listen to how you can help them solve them. Instead of just shoving a product down their throat, that is when you start to see unlimited success because you're actually listening, you're supporting, you are being empathetic towards what they are going through and you're not just trying to hit your sales targets. And I've always taken that approach regardless if I was in finance or even when I switched into industry and worked for a private corporation. People always say, like, like my boyfriend always jokes, he goes, everywhere you go, you just fall into money. Like, you're so successful. And it's because you, I, I listen to what people right. actually have to say. And then you develop a strategy or a solution that can help them. You're not just selling a product. Like, people right. don't invest in products and services. They invest in you and your energy and your time. So 100%. if you show up as your authentic self and you are able to just listen and be a genuinely good person... That is all you need to create lasting relationships, which will then be the foundation for a successful business. Yeah. And it's, and it's interesting because I think the, the deeper I get into this work with women and female entrepreneurs, it's, we intuitively know the answer every single time, like whether it's sitting in front of a boardroom of people who you're trying to push a product in or whatever, but it's mm-hmm. just, it's getting quiet. And I, and the masculine energies when we get loud and when we get, um, yeah. you know, sort of more aggressive and cause that's Hunter we're hunting in that mode, but it, yeah. it's like dipping down. I mean, there's been a lot of times like, so my first company is called the content company. We create content for a number of SEO companies around the world and we have a team of writers and it's, it's a whole thing. And there's many times where I will sincerely have a call with a new client and say, we're not a good fit what do you mean? You guys write content. And I go, we're just not like, I'm Mm -hmm. not going to tell you that just because I want your dollars that to me, energetically, that will close things off. Energetically, if I want to open up and I want better clients, et cetera, or different clients, and it's just being, having that honesty. So talk a little bit about, um, I mean, I'd I'd like to sort I mean, you're young, so it's, it's cool because it's not as far ahead or behind as some, some older people, but they talk about your, your upbringing, like who in your family was the hunter? Who was the, cause we all, it's conditioning, right? Like part of it's just how we're built, but part of it is conditioning. So if you had to think about which parent was like more of the hunter, which one of of your parents were? A hundred percent my dad. So it's so funny when I look at my parents, my dad is as pure as masculine can get. And my mom is as pure as feminine can get. She has the bleeding heart. She is so nurturing, so caring, like, and it's been so nice to have that upbringing because as an individual, I've had, you know, a perfect 50, 50 split in conditioning of masculine and feminine. You know, my dad 
you know, I've always been very close with my dad. Like we've always been business buddies. Like when I really found my love for business and entrepreneurship and finance when I was in high school, that's when we became super, super close. So my dad has always been the one, like he was the one who would wake up at 5 a.m., get a workout in, go work 12 hours, get home, get a second workout in, sleep for five hours, wake up and do it all over again. So I was really raised in that environment where, you know, my whole family were all very ambitious and we're all go-getters. Like I have two older sisters and one of my sisters is a doctor and she's specializing in internal medicine right now and hematology. And then my other sister runs her own business and she's a fitness, a personal trainer and nutritionist. So we're all very, you know, bred to like have that power and that ambition and that success. But definitely my father and you know I've always been close with him so it's no surprise that I'm more masculine energy dominant because we've always connected over cars and football and you know all that fun stuff in business and finance and investing so that side of me has always been obviously tailored towards my dad and the masculine energy for sure. So talk, talk a bit about so that's interesting like in my house it was it wasn't so the way you talk about masculine is, is super positive and it's like, you're, you're utilizing all the best parts of it. Um, but mm-hmm. I will always say that there has to be balance, right? Like eventually, yeah. you know, at, at that stage, things you'll. Yeah. We have a pup here, so we're trying to, uh, I'll edit it out, but <laughs> okay. it's about to bark. <laughs> <laughs> she's the, I don't want to give her back. She's so cute. Um, right. So yeah, I mean, it, there's like, for me, it was the masculine energy came from my mother, but it wasn't in a positive way. I'm a, I'm a hunter just because of my past, but it's interesting to talk to you who's come from a much more balanced environment. Um, it lends itself to say that you definitely are just more genetically a hunter, you know, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Some of us are created and some of us are yeah. just that way. And I think probably, I mean, I've known from like being really young that I, I didn't like following everyone else's rules and I like to do things my own way. And I, I always saw the, the holes in things. Right. But it's interesting yeah. that you have that balance. So talk a bit about, like you say, your mom was a bleeding heart and all those things. Like what, what type of characteristics do you think that you emulate from her or are you do you feel imbalanced in that way that you're not quite in that feminine energy enough yet no I mean I definitely feel like I am balanced because like I have a guilty conscience to no end like if you know I'm the type of person where you know I if I don't do something that I said I was going to do, or, you know, if I don't have like connect with people and like, I feel super bad about things is what I typically have. My boyfriend almost has had to like work on that with me because I Mm. do have felt like I've been, you know, I've, I've always been slightly introverted. Like as much as I am so extroverted and like, I love sales and I love all that side. Like you catch me at home wrapped in a blanket with a cup of tea or a glass of wine, watching a movie. That's just who I am. But the thing that I really love about what I got from the feminine energy of, of my mom is really that emotional connection and nurturing. Like everything I do in my life, I find I'm not just a person who does something for the sake of doing it. Yeah. I always want to be super intentional and try to be super present in terms of why I'm doing certain things. And I feel like that's definitely come from my mom's side and how nurturing and supportive she was to me and my sisters growing up. You know, she did quit her job to raise us to ensure that we had that strong motherly figure and presence in our life day in and day out. And if it wasn't for having 
you know, that, uh, that strong energy surrounding me always, I don't think I would be as empathetic or, you know, uh, sympathetic towards people as I am today, because whenever I talk to clients or just even get on calls to help people, so many people say to me, they're like, why are you like, why are you helping me so much? Why are you giving me Mm. so much information? Like people charge me so much money for this. Like, why are you giving this away for free? Because for me, it's not all about the dollar value. It's about helping people. And that's something that I really feel like was instilled by my mother because she did give up so much to help us and raise three strong, powerful daughters who do have those empathetic, caring characteristics as well. So I think in her, what she gave up and her sacrifice and, you know, raising us. And then even she went back to work and then my father got extremely ill and she quit work again to come back into the family and take care of my father. And just seeing that is just, it shows you how important the balance of the two energies are for sure. And I would, I would challenge you actually in the language around that your mom didn't give anything up. I'm a mother. That's not a give up. That's a shift. And Mm -hmm. It's, I mean, I've run companies and still been at home with them. And I, the conditioning would have said you gave something up, but the reality is totally different, right? Like I've been with all four of my daughters, they're like 33 all the way to 11. And now I've raised strong, powerful girls also, but so talk a little, and I say, but because they, they are definitely still, there's moments where, um, and this is how it shows up for a young woman. I think even some of my age when I started to really go, Oh, I'm not as balanced as I think I am because yeah. little, little things would, cause you're, you're not either. I mean, you're very, I know I'm not <laughs> and you're such a firecracker, but I'm like, I would like to see you in 10 years. You're like, Holy shit. I'm so tired. You and me both. You and me both. <laughs> so maybe I can impart a few like nuggets so that you don't have to go yes. to full burnout in 10 years, but little ways that it would show up for me was like, if my boyfriend or husband at the time did something very over the top romantic, I'd be like, Oh, it kind of gives me. And, and when I noticed that I had imparted that on my kids, that's masculine. The reason it is, is because I can't, I'm too in my head and I'm like, Oh my God, that's like, quit being such a cheesy shithead. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. (laughs) But really he's just like trying to be beautiful or do something right. I'm like, like that's the joke in our family. And then my daughters are like, Oh my God. I hate when he's like that. Like he's so cheesy. And I'm like, Oh shit. <laughs> I've created like mini me's AKA yeah. mini masculine energy. Cause in the masculine, I'm like, can you just knock it off? Cause in the masculine, yeah. I'm th- these are their two thoughts. What's the point of what you're saying and how do I fix it? Yeah. That's their only problem solver. That's it. Problem solver. So when you're trying to be all smushy and shit, I'm like, what is the point and how do I fix this? Right. And so yeah. Definitely, I think as women and see, I'm a a product of the 80s and that's really when a lot of this shifted and your mom probably around that same time too, where I witnessed women being powerful, but also being Mm -hmm. bitches. Like every, you know, there used to be a, um, it doesn't, it's not on as often now, but like a, you know, dynasty on um, Netflix so there was mm-hmm. like Dynasty, Falcon Crest, like all these evening soap operas, basically. And mm-hmm. all the women were powerful. They were rich, successful, but they were conniving bitches. And so mm-hmm. like along the way, we got this message that if you were powerful, you had to be a bitch. If you were powerful, yeah. you had to be no emotion, like you said, right? Mm-hmm. Show up like nothing bothers you ever. I mean, for no other reason, like we have 
like men have, I just learned this recently, men have a 24 hour hormone cycle. We have a four week hormone cycle. Yeah. So in 24 hours, they've gone around the whole bend. Takes us a month. Yeah. So like when you think about women showing up at work, right? Like you're in this environment, let's say you have PMS or say you're ovulating, like our decisions Mm -hmm. definitely are different in those times of the month. But like, Mm -hmm. talk a little bit more about, you know, what did, because I know you killed it in the masculine. I know you killed it in business. I know you killed it in corporate, but (laughs) when you have take that hat off, when you were at the end of your day and you're like, holy shit, Mm -hmm. did you, did you feel like when you say burned out, what were you feeling? Were you just not connected to your, the heart enough? Talk a bit about some of the negative side of all of that. Yeah. So, I mean, I experienced burnout to the full degree. Like, like I mentioned, I was mentally exhausted. I was, my hormones were completely out of whack. I've gone to a naturopath for four years and Mm -hmm. we are still fixing my hormones and my adrenals from excessive coffee drinking from, you know, being on 6am flights and red eyes home. Like my body was literally the definition of burnt out. I was dealing with weight fluctuations to no end. Like I'm a very healthy person. I work out four or five days a week. I drink three and a half, four liters of water a day. I eat my vegetables. I eat my protein. Like I'm, I'm like, I'm a very healthy, healthy person, but my body was just revolting. Yeah. And not only that, like I wasn't spending as much time with my boyfriend because we, I lived in Toronto. He lived in Hamilton. Again, I covered West Coast. So I was traveling all the time. So everything just felt completely out of balance. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because I had an opportunity that came my way to leave finance to go work in industry at a private corporation. And honestly, if I wasn't experiencing the level of burnout that I was, I honestly don't think I would have taken it because it was an amazing opportunity. And yes, it gave me the opportunity to run a sales team by 23. But at the same time, I thought it would solve my problems. That's why I took it. I thought work from home, more work-life balance. I can work out when I want. I can relax. I can sleep in. But the fact of the matter was, I realized that it wasn't the environment that I was in so much. It was myself and me not being balanced between my masculine and my feminine. Because for me, when I switched, I was still that type A structure. I got to go. I got to get the sale. I got to get, you know what I mean? Go, go, go constantly as I was in corporate. So for me, that was such an interesting shift for me because I thought switching to a new environment, oh, puppy. Uh, I thought switching to a new environment would fix what I was, you know, experiencing, right. but it did the exact opposite. And I can tell you the, the exhaustion, the manipulation, the, the effects on my body that I felt were even stronger in the environment that I thought was the solution. So right. it wasn't until I fact-checked myself and was like, you're the problem here. You're not the one who is taking care of yourself from a holistic perspective And it wasn't until I had that rude awakening and I quit that job cold turkey that I was finally able to establish what makes me feel whole, what makes me feel balanced, and what really makes me feel like just the best version of myself that I can be. Yeah, it's and it the body doesn't lie. And that's that's the trick, right? Like because I mean I eat healthy and I do all the things, but my body's not responding to the way that I'm treating it on the outside. Now I'm not perfect right now, but there's been times where I have done everything perfectly. My body's still like, uh, we're not letting go of this weight. Why? Yeah. Cause it's protecting me from myself. 
basically. hundred percent. Like that's 100%. the and brutal I this, part. Yeah. I had the same thing. Like, and the reason why I first went to my natural path was I was like, same. I'm doing all the things. Like I gained this weight, even though nothing changed mm-hmm. and I can't lose it. And I was so frustrated. And I went to her and she was like, we did all the hormonal tests and everything. She's like, Jacqueline, your cortisol's through the roof. Your right. adrenal glands are shot. Your estrogen and progesterone are completely out of whack. You have zero testosterone. So no wonder you have no energy. Right. And it made me realize like, to your point, your body my body was just trying to protect me. And even me, like I have very dry skin. I had eczema growing up. I grew out of it when I was in high school, but it's so funny. I had my first eczema patch two months ago that mm. I've had in 10 years. Interesting. And I was super stressed moving to a new country, applying for my visa, now running my own business. Like me obviously being super structured, I had a plan of what I thought it was going to be. That plan went to shit. So <laughs> naturally my body was freaking out, right? Yeah. And it was so funny because I said to my boyfriend, I was like, I haven't had eczema in 10 years and now I have it. Like, what is going on? And it's so funny because once I got to New York, I rebalanced myself. I took a month to just really get present and just enjoy where I was. My dry skin is gone. My eczema is gone. And my body, like, I just feel so much better in my right. body and with who I am. I, what hormone test did you do? I'm waiting for my, I'm doing a hormone reset with somebody in King City, actually, Ashley uh, Norris. And it's the um, Dutch hormone test. Is that the one that you yeah. did? Okay. I'm so I did the waiting. I did the Dutch originally, and then I did a different test, which was different. It was it wasn't dry. It was like a wet sample. Um, I want to say like CPI. I'm gonna have to. I'll get back to you on that. Yeah, one, yeah, but yeah. I did a second test, but yeah, it, but they both gave the exact same results. But right. I know the Dutch is a very popular one. Yeah, it's an interest because that's that's the thing. Like I actually just yesterday I spent more of a quiet day watching. So I watch The Secret every few months. I watch um, and then some type of healing documentary or something in that. I'm a huge Tony Robbins fan. I'm starting a mm-hmm. leadership academy tomorrow, which is that's so way out of my. Uh, it, it's going to be my thirteenth event with him, but this one scares me, and that's when I know I need to do it. And that's what I tell my clients: like if it scares you, then you know that's the, definitely the right thing to do. But the hormone stuff, like again, we're in this male dominant world and mm-hmm. it's something we don't talk about. Like on my site, I have a feminine cycle chart, like the feminine divine cycle chart so that you know where you're at and why you're at it and all this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I, I, the reason I want to open this conversation up so much is because eventually you will burn out. Eventually I will burn mm-hmm. out. And if we don't balance ourselves and, but if, if we're in these male dominant environments, we're not talking. We're trying yeah. to keep up with the boys and we're, we're yeah. way more complex than they ever will be. And of course we need them. And of course it's a balance between the sexes, et cetera. But it's, it frustrates me to no end that I can still be powerful. You can still be powerful, but we, the power is in recognizing when we're too on all the time. And because mm-hmm. it, it's like you're describing, I mean, how many women listening, ladies, if you're listening, if you're, you know, if you're feeling these physical things, that's time to check yourself. Like that's a yeah. signal that your, your core, cause at our core, we're not go, 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 go. We're nurturing, we're intuitive, mm-hmm. we're empathetic, we're all those things. Doesn't mean we can't be both, but it's, I just find like the last several decades we're spending just far too much on that other side. And it's, it's exhausting. Like 
you know, yeah. if you, a lot of women who want to have babies, I don't know why I can't have a baby. Well, cause your hormones are fucked because you're like yeah. going crazy all day. But so and it's you, all, it's all connected for sure. Because totally. even me, like I've dealt with so many stomach issues. Like I cut out gluten, dairy, soy, corn. Like I followed the FODMAP diet when I yep. was in university and in, in finance because my, I, obviously my body was so out of whack that everything I ate, I just felt super bloated or super crampy. And I was like, Oh my God, I just feel horrible. So like when me and my boyfriend started dating, I literally ate nothing, like no garlic, no onion, no gluten, no dairy, no corn, wow. no soy, like no alcohol. Like I, I was the most boring person. Like God bless my boyfriend for actually taking me out on a second date because like I was literally like, so no gluten, no dairy. No <laughs> You're nothing. one of those girls. Okay. Yeah, so just have exactly. one piece I, I of was. spinach and a carrot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and one almond just yeah. for balance. <laughs> um, but it was so funny because to your point, like it's all connected. It wasn't until right. I went to the natural path and we literally, we worked on fixing my stomach and then we looked at hormones and we looked at adrenals and we looked at cortisol and we took that step back and looked at the whole picture that I realized it's all connected. Like yeah. your gut's your second brain and it's totally true. Like when you're stressed and you're exhausted and you're burnt out, no wonder why you can't eat anything because no matter what you eat, your body's like fight Forget or flight, freak yep. out. Yeah, exactly. This is, this is a threat to me. So it's so funny because I went home, I think last year, I think it was for Thanksgiving or Christmas. And my mom got so used to cooking without onion, without garlic, without all this stuff. And she made like my own Jacqueline stuff always. Aww. And I literally told her, I was like, no, I'm good now. And she was like, what do you mean? I was like, I mean, since I've been working on everything, like my stomach's great. I can eat everything now. And she was literally like, how did this happen? Because she got used to catering towards all those ailments for 10 years right. when I wasn't, you know, more imbalanced than what, where I am today. So Yeah. That's no, beautiful. So um, we're getting close to time. So, I, but this, you know, this is what happens. It's like, I could go for two hours and you're like, shit, I know, so could I. <laughs> um, talk a little bit about, so maybe talk to like the, the 20 something year olds about, you know, I, I know you feel still like you still want to d- dig deeper into feminine energy and that's a journey for your entire mm-hmm. lifetime. But like, maybe talk to say a couple of things that you can say, listen, girls, I'm in it right now. Maybe ones that are in university or ones that are working for jobs they don't like or whatever the case is. But do you have a couple of rituals that you're even doing now that help you really dip into the feminine energy for yourself? Maybe share those with me. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, my whole method, the JW method, it would focus on balancing the two because again, I am 90% on the masculine side. So I am aware that I need to balance the other side to make it more of an equal split. So you know, I always work through five pillars with any of my clients. And this is something that came from my implementation, which really helped me, you know, come to where I am today. So I always say balance is key in any aspect of your life. So my method is always 50% business success, working through trying to be that ambitious woman, and 50% wellness, stress management and balance. So for me, like I'm a huge proponent of work-life balance, stress management, Mm. you know, making sure that you have those rituals that make you feel whole. For me, that is my morning routine. My morning routine is my sacred space. I get my cup of coffee. I light a candle. I literally, it's in front of me right now. I have my three notebooks. I have my desk pad and I sit down and I just write my intentions. This is the time for me to really just become vulnerable with myself because no one reads it but me. But it's the only time that I feel like I can open up 
and have those vulnerable moments where I can say, you know what, I'm having horrible body image today. You know, I feel so anxious and so stressed and just acknowledging those feelings, which I have never done before because I used to suppress them to no end when I worked in corporate. So for me, it's that morning routine. And I follow a really simple morning routine. And I actually get all my clients on this. And they say it's so transformative in their life. But it's super simple. I focus on three things I'm grateful for. Mm -hmm. Because again, you need to make sure that you're grounded and you're starting your day grateful. And these are always things. And it's so funny because I find when I do the gratitude, it's very rarely about myself. It's actually more so for loved ones and their health and all these other amazing things that are not about my success or how much money I'm making. It has nothing to do with that side. It's about, you know, being vulnerable and being just so thankful for the people and the health and everything else that is so great in your life. I always write down three things I'm going to do because that is the masculine in me. And I always say, okay, if my day goes to absolute shit, like yesterday, like I had a day yesterday, (laughs) I literally always write down three things that I'm determined to get done for the day. And I call these my non-negotiables. So they could be as easy as like, drink your four liters of water, do the laundry, get off your phone before 7 p.m. Just really basic things that make me feel like I've accomplished something. And the last one, which is something that I, I... I have implemented within the last year and a half, but it's really helped me kind of come more into being vulnerable and, you know, experiencing that feminine side of myself is just three things I release or three things I want to acknowledge about myself. And this is where I get super vulnerable. And there are some mornings, honestly, where like I make myself cry either from how far I've come or just what I'm, what I'm going through. So you know, that's the part where I really try just to like be true to myself and like whatever I'm feeling, I acknowledge it because I have suppressed that for so long and it helps no one. Like my boyfriend used to say to me, like, Jacqueline, you cannot bottle all this into you because at the end of the day, you're going to explode because you're not sharing how you're actually feeling. So the biggest thing that I have to say for sure is it comes from having a solid routine where you can show up and just be unapologetically you that no one has to read. No one has to see. I have some clients who do it at night before bed. If they have a super active mind, they'll just brain dump everything into a journal before bed. They'll have a lavender candle, a cup of tea. And for them, that's super therapeutic. So I think it's just allowing yourself to actually feel because to your point, we do work in this go, go, go society and environment where we always are expected to do more, to be more, to, you know, have more success or have more things. And I feel like when you scale it back to the core and you actually take that time daily, even on weekends, just to get vulnerable with yourself and check where you are and understand what you're feeling, that's the only way that you can actually stay in tune with your emotions and what you're feeling instead of just suppressing it and going on with your day, because that's what society is telling you that you should be doing instead. Yeah, and it's and it's not the women telling us that either. And yeah. I love men. I'm not saying that, but it's 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 us chasing an ideal that doesn't exist for us that we can't. Um, just like they don't, you know, Alison Armstrong. She's a, a guest that I had on, and she's like the the all, all be you know it yeah. when it comes to studying men. And, and um, she says that women, like we have an o- organ, that's our emotions behind our heart mm-hmm. that guys just don't have. But, and tapping into that, you know, and I tell clients too, like goddess baths, it's the simplest thing, but like go yeah. all out, right? Like it's not, don't just run yeah. a bath, but like make sure you've got salt in there. Make sure you, like yeah. a lot of salt that's very cleansing, yeah. candles, the whole thing. And like, even with my kids, I teach them 
you need a goddess bath. Like you, I can feel that, you know, my 11 year old, she will recognize when she's too in her masculine now. And she will Good say, her. and I, or she'll call me out. It's like, mom, you're too in your masculine right now. I was like, dang it. Why do I do this shit? <laughs> Whoops. But it's, it's little things that make a huge difference. Journaling. I talk about that all the time. Like yeah. it's, and it's just freedom. It's just that feeling vulnerable mm-hmm. and being able to say what's on, on your heart, not in your head, but mm-hmm. on your heart. It's such an impactful thing, you know, and it's critical. And I think all, everyone should do it, but women in particular, and, you know. And yeah, even for me, like something, so my best friend, Laura, she literally is like, like feminine masculine queen. Like she is the person who introduced me to the fact that I was so into my masculine and I need to check myself. And like, she's my best friend and I love her for it, but she's really in tune with the moon and she yep. tracks her cycle with the moon. And like, she is just, she's like my guiding compass. Like I know when like I'm out of line, cause she'll like pop in and be like, Hey, Hey, like you're not, I can tell that you're like totally over here. Like, let's bring it back. But even when it comes to like new moon, full moon, I never used to do that, but now I do a new moon and full moon journal every single time. And to your point, I make it like an actual event. Like I'll let it be a a cup of tea. Exactly. And it's so funny because people are like, Oh, that's so woo. That's so whatever. And it's not because at the end of the day, if it gives you time to sit down, and give you an hour or 30 minutes just to be real with yourself, then that is something that you need to do regardless if it's with the moon or regardless if you make it twice a month. But it's so true. And talking about the goddess bath, like I, any, every one of my clients were like, you are the queen of self-care. And it's so true. Like if my eyebrows aren't done, if my, if I don't go get a nice pedicure and manicure, if I don't make sure that like I look good and like, I'm like, doing my makeup and like really enjoying like that feminine aspect of me. Like I am just so out of balance. So for me, like doing facials and making sure I'm going to get my nails done and doing all those things and massages and using essential oils and just really like embracing like whatever self-care ritual you want to implement. That is the biggest thing. So I never used to do that, but now it's something I work on every single week because it's one of the only ways that you can, again, get back in tune with yourself and check in to see how you're actually feeling. Yeah. It's, and it's, it is really, you know, not to be overly dramatic, but it is, it's life or death. Like a woman has to, has to do this or they're not, they're not going to survive. They'll have a heart attack. They'll be diabetic. They'll get cancer. Lots and lots of women are getting cancer and it's because of the imbalance, not yes. Food has a massive part of it. And and I, you know, I'm very much into holistic healing, but holistic healing, right? Mm -hmm. It's not just about the food. It's not just about the water. It's not just about the working out. There's the emotional stuff like, and really recently I've dug very deeply into healing and shamanic healing. And that's a whole other category that, you know, there's steps, right? So I feel like I'm, you know, would call myself an expert in masculine feminine, but now I'm like, oh, there's this whole other level now where you get even deeper and women are wild. And we, Mm -hmm. and when we're trying to be like this, it's impossible. It's exhausting and it's impossible because we are wild. Like that is it. Yeah. And that's the beauty. And I of feel us. that so much right now, especially with young women. Like you, like you, you just think when you're in university, like you're told this is your box, this is your structure. Like I went to Laurier to get a BBA. I was basically told you're going to go into accounting, you're going to go into finance, you're going to go into marketing. Like those are the options that you're given. So you're you're constantly mm-hmm. put in these boxes. And then like, yeah. it's, it's, I chose finance. Okay. So within finance, you know, you, you know, 
capital markets, investment banking, or private equity are your top tiers. If you don't get that, you're lesser than. Like that right. is literally like, the mentality that's instilled, even in university, and even when you get into the corporate world too, right? Yep. So it's so true because you are putting these boxes constantly, and it takes a really strong woman to be able to stand up and say, "No you more, know what? No more." Like I, I'm performing. I'm still going to be amazing at my job, but I'm leaving at five o'clock to go work out or I haven't eaten lunch today because you had me so busy. So I'm going to go get a salad because, or a sandwich or whatever you want to eat because I haven't had the chance to do so today. So I feel like with so many young women right now, they just are always searching for the next thing. And I always talk about this is that especially when you're young and you're ambitious or anyone who's ambitious, you're constantly striving for the next goal and you're not stopping to appreciate Mm. where you are and the journey along the way. So when you get to the goal, there's no fulfillment because you haven't actually enjoyed all you've become to get to that goal. Exactly. And I think that's so important. I say there's so many people who come to me and like, I had a client and she came to me and she wanted to be a manager and we, that was her 36 month goal. We're going to accomplish that within five weeks, almost six weeks. Right. And she came to me and she was like, I still feel really flustered about, you know, my career and the clarity. And I'm like, let's just take a step back. You came to me, said this was your goal. And, three years, we were able to fast track that and get you strategically that within, let's say two months. And you're sitting here and you you can't even enjoy the fulfillment of it because you're just so focused on the next thing. So I think it's such an important realization. And that's why journaling and self-care and all these things are so important because those are the moments where you can check yourself and just say, I'm appreciating the journey. Like this is who I am today and just accepting for who you are and where you are instead of focusing on the next thing. And I think too, like, because to your point, when women, you know, we, we, and my, my, I mean, I think every coach should have their own coach period. I think everybody should have a coach, but every coach definitely needs their coach. And my, her, her and I talk about it a lot. And, and this is a Tony thing. It's the art of fulfillment, right? Like Mm -hmm. we're so obsessed. Like I'm so obsessed with, you know, I want to send a thousand women to UPW. I want to impact thousands of women because if I can help you get deeper into your feminine, then that will bleed into your family. When you're a mother, you're going to be different, all the things, right? Like, but we get so caught up in the doing that we forget to be Mm -hmm. the being and then then you get sick and you get burnt out. But I think too, like I, you know, I always say to clients and just friends and family, the reason you're unhappy is because it's still about you. Yeah. As soon as you make it about someone else, because mm-hmm. human beings, we need to feel contribution. And if we're not contributing in some way, then then you you might get the money, you might get the car. Like we see it all the time, right? All these 25-year-old yeah. guys who have like all this ton of money and like all this shit. And they're like killing themselves, literally. Yeah. You know, Avicii, like think about it. All the people that, yeah. because they've not, there's no purpose in what they're doing yeah. except to get the stuff. And women yeah. are just as guilty of that as, as men are worse, maybe, because when we do that, we're denying our inner core, which is our, you know, empathy, vulnerability, all those things. But it's, yeah, I think, again, it's an important conversation we need to have with each other first, where we can say, mm-hmm. yes, I can have the Louis purses and I can have the fancy cars, but I need to be about something. I can't just be yeah. about getting the shit because that's not going to fill me up long term. Yeah. And I call this the illusion of self-sufficiency. So I'm a firm believer that women and ambitious women have an illusion of self-sufficiency where we believe we, one, have to do it all ourselves. Yep. 
And two, the more we do, the more powerful we are. Yeah. And that's not true. It's the extreme do, opposite. So, yeah. The more we do, the more exhausted we get. So let's start rewiring that conversation because it's not the more we do, the more powerful we are. Quite frankly, power, I believe, comes from delegation. Absolutely. If you're able to delegate and hire and expand other people's learning and what their purpose is in life, and you can influence that. Guess what? That gives you more time to be creative to be vulnerable, to work on all those other things that you can't do when you are trying to just be the sole one purpose, you know, one show person that you can't do it all yourself. You just can't. And it just, it doesn't feel like I'm a master at delegating and I wasn't always because all the fearful side of things, right? Oh, if I, if I tell them how to do something, they're going to take it from that was scarcity mindset. Like we haven't even gotten into all of that stuff, but scarcity mindset will kill, you know, I, that's the very first thing I start with, with a a new client is their scarcity mindset, because that will kill everything. But it's, yeah, I mean, I feel way more um, in tune and more powerful when I can dip into the feminine, because I can affect you like this when I'm in my heart. If I'm, and I just had a client meeting this morning and I said, like, if I'm trying to force down your throat, what I want you to do, or I open up my heart and I pull you in. I'm going to get a mm-hmm. very, very different outcome. And um, yeah, 100%. so I love, the, I love the conversation. I, um, I really appreciate you coming on and I would love to have you on again. I think maybe like in six more months or a year, you know, I know. See where you're at, but yeah. um, it's, I, it's beautiful to see someone your age really because um, you're helping me in this fight and it's not a fight, but you're helping me in this journey with, you can kind of start teaching young women because truthfully you can't go like, you just can't do it. Women, we burn out in different ways and it's, it's heartbreaking to watch. Like imagine if you'd stayed on that floor for another 20 years of your life. Honestly, it's so funny because feminine does not exist on the trading floor. It is. And even the tier point, the women, like you talk about like the bitchy women, like a hundred percent because every woman is expected to be a stone cold superwoman. And if right. you're not and you're vulnerable, wrong. you don't you're get the promotion. Yeah. Yeah. You're totally. irrational and you're not going to get that higher promotion or that pay increase or that bonus because you showed your emotions, which is yeah. so crazy. But it's so true. Like every single client who I've worked with thus far has come to me with extreme burnout. And it's always the first thing that I work on because success cannot happen when you're burnt out no. and every single person's version of success is different. Yeah. And I feel like so many people at society influence what their success should look like when at the end of the day, you have your full power and you get to define what your success is. So yeah. stop letting other people influence what you actually want and take a moment to realize you have full control to build whatever life you want. The only person who's stopping you is you. And I think that only can happen in the heart. Hundred percent, and then you execute that from the mind. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was a real pleasure to have you. Um, I'm glad we, it thank worked you for out. Having thank me. You, yeah, thank you for moving it around for me for my leadership academy that I'm doing soon. Always. Uh-